everybody to quid prog quo the music podcast where i get my friends and loved ones to listen to progressive rock and they in turn get me to listen to whatever they want to this week the first episode of 2021 we start off with a bang i have one of my writer friends coming on to help introduce me to the world of rap i'm not going to give too much away uh and as you guys know rap probably is my least familiar album genre or i guess music genre so we had a really good discussion about that and we have the lovely liana perk uh coming on board she and i have a pretty extensive history in terms of our writing so i'm i'm thrilled to have her on and uh getting to talk with her once again because we haven't had a a good chance to sit down and chat for almost a year if not more and um yeah yeah, that's all I've really got. The first episode of 2021. Let's hope that it's a good one. And um, yeah, uh, a special thank you to Liana Olinsky. Uh, she provided the show's graphic as well as Explosive Ear Candy for their track All Together Now, which is the soundtrack to this whole podcast. Uh, and I'll see everybody back here for the ad break. I think we can get started and uh thank you thank you so much yeah. for coming on board and agreeing to do this i'm so honored to be invited this is a blast oh i'm so excited uh, do you want to introduce yourself and let everybody know how we know one another yeah so uh it's it's funny we're both writers right like we were part of uh a few strangers getting together uh in toronto public library uh, for what a small group of writers, kind of like a writer's group. Um, yeah, and we just like journeyed with each other as we uh, were working on various writing projects. And uh, I remember, Michael, you were working on a novel that was highly intriguing, and I still don't know the end. So I'm highly dissatisfied. Yes. <laughs> and I was working on just a few things like poetry and whatever, but. Um, yeah, just like had a blast, and there was like Joanne and Stephanie and Lauren. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all of them. Yeah, the dream. <laughs> I do miss our writers. conversations we would have. Oh, they were so good. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, and so like I'm I am still writing for a charity, a nonprofit. Um, so I'm a professional writer, but um, it was really nice to meet with other writers at the time to kind of get my creative flow back. I do miss I do miss just writing for myself and not for others, but. Um, but I do enjoy being a professional writer. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a dream for any aspiring writers is to actually get paid for whatever it is that you're writing instead of just writing for the joy yeah. of writing. So. Yeah. 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 Amen to that. So, yeah. Yeah. Living and the dream. For sure. I, I loved everybody's contribution, not only within our kind of like monthly assignments, but also the feedback that we would get. Cause there would be certain parts where people would yeah. say, Oh, whatever you're doing is so smart because if you interpret it this way and I have to like yeah. nod and be like, yes, of course, that was planned from the beginning when really yeah. I had yeah. no idea. <laughs> it's like the, the subjects in our stories had a life that we didn't know about as authors. Yeah. It's pretty epic. Yeah. I found like Lauren. pages of positive feedback. <laughs> That's right. yeah. I found Lauren, um, whenever I was reading her writing, I would always find these extremely 
in-depth and smart metaphors and symbols and I would present it to her and she'd be like that I had no idea I was doing that I'm like see you're yeah yeah something special here come on it just speaks to your brilliance like the listener the the readers of Mm -hmm. everyone else's perspectives it's like wow I I hadn't even really thought about that like yeah yeah, just really honoring of each other's work so I I do miss talking to people (laughs) about our work yeah well, anyhow, we get to do this, which is fun. Do. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like kind of what this is all about is reconnecting and seeing where everybody is at. Uh, I almost expected us to like present our pages that uh, we needed to present to one yeah. another because <laughs> it was like a mandatory of yes. what, like 10 pages. So, yeah. It was yeah. 10 pages per, per meetup. Yep. which was aggressive, but it made us better. And yep. um, we always look forward to the, you know, to hearing some feedback and getting a better direction for our work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't prepare pages for you today, Michael. But <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, you, hopefully you prepared a, uh, an album for me to listen to. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely have an album. And it's funny because I was deciding between two and I'll tell you the reasons why. I don't know if now's a good time. Now's um, a perfect time. Yeah, let's do it. But the reason, okay. All right. So uh, at first I was going to introduce you to um, like an album that I loved kind of, it's a 2011 album of Need to Breathe, which they were, uh, they, they're considered Christian rock, which like I have a big problem with because like, just because every once in a while they kind of throw out some Christian imagery, like yeah. my, the artist that I ended up deciding with in the end was Stormzy. He's a, a UK rapper. Okay. Um, but the uh-huh like totally different <laughs> which speaks to my eclectic uh eclectic vibe going on here like yep, I, yep. I basically with music i have i have a lot of like i don't listen to a lot of music like i prefer silence which is hilarious because hmm. i'm highly energetic but every once in a while i think like ooh, i really have a craving for listening to rap or like today is jazz only or like sometimes <laughs> the mood doesn't fit the music and it ruins it right right <laughs> totally right. ruins the vibe but mm-hmm. but i've really been digging rap lately and um just like um storm storms is amazing and so but hilariously so like going back to the the comparison here i was gonna mm-hmm. give you need to breathe the reckoning from 2011 right. which is a great album it was yeah. hard to pick because i love all of their songs but Stormzy I'm listening to his most recent album and I'm in love with it and we'll get into that in the second half but yeah he also goes into Christian imagery but do they call him Christian rap interesting no. <laughs> interesting like it's so it's so mind-blowing how I guess because he's he'll he's a little bit more edgy and like more audiences will pay attention to him but then they're calling need to breathe Christian rock which is kind of dumb because mm-hmm. like every once in a while they throw in like sin or grace or like you know, some sort of like angel metaphor, but then you'll you'll hear Stormzy and he'll like one second be making a sexual reference, and then the second second he's like, "Oh, my brother's keeper," which is like totally interesting, like a reference to Cain and Abel. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, just some food for thought as we head into our reasonings. I thought I could escape the, the Christian scene, but I'm like, well, <laughs> it's kind of embedded everywhere. Is the point? It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, speaking of like, you know, English majors and uh, writers, I remember in grade 12, um, my English teacher at the time said that if you ever want to have a foundation of English literature, you need to read the Bible, the uh, Greek mythologies, and that's pretty much it. 
everything else is built mm -hmm. up on those two pillars. Uh, and that also includes Shakespeare. Because yeah. if you read any of Shakespeare's yes. stuff, he's always making allusions to either the Bible or Greek mythology. Yeah, I, I agree. Like the, the foundational literature and like because um, scripture, particularly the Christian Bible, is like a it's a it's a persuasive text. Like if you take it too literally, it's not going to make any sense and it's going to make yeah. you very angry, Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> which a lot of literalists get there. And that's why mm -hmm. it's so difficult to understand. But if you're looking at it as, uh, as a book about waiting, a book about sorrow, a book about, you know, betrayal and like mm -hmm. upset and like mm -hmm. longing and and just like a persuasive emotional text and not a historical scientific text, then, it, yeah. then you can read it with more liberation and, and more like literature mm -hmm. intrigue. Yeah. yeah. And I feel that's very similar to most religious texts is, you know, if you take it too literally, you're just going to get frustrated out of your mind. But if you look at it through yeah. an allegorical, elusive um, imagery source, then they are all quite beautiful. Mm -hmm. They're all quite moving because that's on basis. That's what they're meant to do. They're meant to either liberate, lift you up or give you a sense of solace. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, not to dive straight into like religious imagery. I just thought it was like an interesting. Like, it I is very like, oh, interesting. No, I don't want to be like that person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that like talks straight about Christian imagery. And then we're talking, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'll just give them a rap album. And I'm like, it's all over the album. It's, it's like all over all the, the language. So I just want you to watch out for it. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. And maybe I just have an ear for it. Like, but I just, it's so interesting. And I would love your thoughts, like as a side note, but like, it doesn't yeah. have to take up a whole conversation, but I'm just, I, I noticed it as like a comical side note. I was like, right. interesting. <laughs> I can't. And it, it's going to be interesting because rap is one of my least, I don't want to say least favorite genres of music, but least familiar. I think oh, I've never, okay. yeah, I, I think before this podcast, I've never sat down and listened to a rap album. It just never tickled my fancy. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the context or historical background for it. So it never piqued my interest. Mm -hmm. And whatever I did listen to was always just whatever was popular at the time, which doesn't really reflect the current climate of that musical industry of the time, right? It was either whatever single 50 Cent put out or whichever single Snoop Dogg put out yep. or whichever single Eminem put out uh, because, you know, I'm right, of a certain right. age that those were like the big rappers of the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at another one. It's yeah. true. I think we're in the same gen and it's, and it's, and you're like partially ashamed. You're like, ooh, 50 Cent, is he a real rapper? He is, but you're like, he's so mainstream. But yeah. like at the same time, like I, I'm not a huge, like I'm not huge into explicitly rap. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I'm discovering it more and more as like my energy like craves that kind of like uh, power, like yeah. and those lyrics and like Eminem is a very gifted lyricist. So I have to give him respect, like all yeah. respect for that. Yeah. But and I really do like Stormzy as well. Yeah. And, and I've heard of Stormzy before. So this will be a really good opportunity for me to actually dive into the album. Uh, now, you said it was his latest album. Is that the heavy is the head? That's the one. Okay, I've got that queued up and ready to go. Uh, let's see. Good. I'm excited for my assignment. <laughs> yes. Now, for you, I was I was debating between a few, and the whole reason why I started this podcast was to introduce my friends to progressive rock. Um, and so, mm -hmm. 
I wanted to look at an artist or a band rather that was a little late to the prog scene because the progressive rock really got started in the very early 70s, like between 1969 and 1972. So they they came on the scene in 1973. So about three years after the big explosion. And they got really big in 1974 to 1976. And by this point, progressive rock was starting to taper off uh, other genres of music like new wave and disco um, and especially punk, uh, which was a direct right. almost rebellion against progressive rock was really starting to hit the forefront and not necessarily dismantle progressive rock, but like it wasn't as big and as popular. So I find like these guys are not as popular or well-known as some of the big giants like Pink Floyd or Jethro Tull or yes uh, the big bands that had kind of gotten their start in the late uh, 60s to ride up and really define what progressive rock was Uh, which is a shame because these guys were were doing some really really beautiful and brilliant music that wasn't quite edgy wasn't quite experimental or explosive they Mm -hmm. just played really mellow brilliant music at least in my mind yeah yeah no I'm looking forward to it because I don't I don't listen to enough rock like my dad was a big like rock punk guy back when he was growing up in the 70s as well so like it I would love I would love to like dive into it and just like see what you got for me yeah yeah so I'm giving you the band Camel uh, spelt Ooh. just the way like the animal is. Yeah. Okay. And I'm giving you their fourth album because I kept going back and forth of whether okay. I wanted to give you the, their third album or if I wanted to give you their fourth album. Their fourth album is my favorite album from them, even though it kind of goes back and mm-hmm. forth. Now, the original reason why I wanted to give you their third album, which is called The Snow Goose, is... <laughs> I love it. It's a purely instrumental album but it's a soundtrack for a book so cool yeah i'm intrigued yeah so it's uh it's a small novella uh the snow goose uh kind of recounts what happened in dunkirk um from Mm -hmm. the perspective of a villager who piles up his small fishing boat and heads off to the shores to go help rescue the the soldiers there uh now, I didn't choose that one because if you hadn't read the story, then it's a little bit harder to talk about. I mean, the music found within it is brilliant and I still love it, but I didn't want to give you homework before coming on to this. So, sure. <laughs> yeah. No, this is exciting. On um, yeah, all instrumental. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, I'm giving you their follow up album, which is known as Moon Madness. Oh, so Moon Madness is my Moon favorite. Madness, yeah. It. It, it was released in 1976, so a fairly later album in terms of like progressive rock. Most people had, mm-hmm. you know, left the prog banner at the wayside. Uh, outside of those like really mm-hmm. headstrong, we're sticking to the prog scene. And the reason why I love this album is each individual song tells a really fun story 
and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah, just I love a good narrative. <laughs> yeah, and there's some there's some specifics that we'll get into once we get into the album uh, that I just really love to talk about, and it holds my favorite music from Camel. Oh, I'm so excited! Yes, yeah. show me the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it looks like I'll be done probably a bit later than you, but I will. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to okay, hear. Well, hear stormy and for you to hear camel yes yes i can't wait to reconnect and uh and write pages together (laughs) (laughs) okay so i will see you let's see here this album is my album that you gave me is 54 minutes and i think camel is 40 minutes okay so i will use my time wisely and we'll wait for your cue (laughs) Sounds good. I will see you then. And as Leanna and I go into our separate rooms to discover each other's music, Leanna going in and diving deep with Camel and myself going in for uh, Stormy. Um, it was a wild ride. I'll, I'll definitely say that. It was one heck of a ride. Uh, you couldn't find two more different artists if you tried. And honestly, that's part of the thing that I love about this podcast is finding connections where normally there wouldn't be. And we are in a new year, everybody. As I already mentioned, this is the first episode of 2021. I hope everybody's doing really well. Um, Now, if you like this podcast and you like everything that I do, head on over to my Patreon. It's Patreon slash Notes Reviews. Notes Reviews is my YouTube uh, handle. That's where I post all of my videos. I review music, mainly progressive rock. The latest episode that I put out, ooh, this is tricky because uh, I'm recording this about a week before this episode's going to go out, so I don't even know what the next episode is. But I recently put on my top 10 uh, for 2020, as well as some ex- surprises and disappointments throughout the year. And I recently posted a uh, music haul of all my fun vinyl that I've collected throughout the year. Uh, so head on over to YouTube, have a quick watch on that, and... Um, Yeah, I hope everybody's doing well. Um, And if you do become a patron of mine, I will shout you out in episodes like this, uh, as well as live streams. So yeah, head on over to patreon.com slash notes reviews. So without further ado, let's head back into the episode proper, where we find out what Leanna thought about Camel and what I thought about Okay, so I mean, what a great choice for you to give me. I love it. I'm glad. Um, yeah. But I want like I want like your first like spitfire initial thoughts on Stormzy because oh. I feel like he's super aggressive sometimes. Oh yeah. Most of the time we start off with my album pick, but I like the idea of switching it up. I like this idea. Okay. Um all right, let's keep them guessing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I had, I have some thoughts. It's really interesting. Like, as I mentioned before, rap isn't really my, my go-to musical genre. Like, it's probably my least experienced out of all musical expressions. And I, I've said this 
I preface this whenever I talk about rap. I'm like the whitest guy you will ever meet. Like Wonder Bread <laughs> and Mark. I mean, you know. I mean, like you're talking to a white girl as well. So like you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so I, I know you. I know that the oh boy, like I know that I am not the audience for this. I am not the the typical individual to be consuming this type of media. I know that it's not made for me. Like I, I get all that. And maybe that was yeah. part of the barrier that I have whenever I'm listening to rap. Uh, and part of the reason why I find yep. it so challenging for me. Uh, and I, I did find this quite challenging. It did. It did. <laughs> I love your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I can't say that I, I disliked it because I recognize the fact that okay. my, my uh, starting point is so far removed for where it needs to be to really critically analyze this um sure yeah it's out of your comfort zone for so many layers it really really I is i find when i'm listening to this style of music and in particular stormy's music and his expression there's this was one thing that I actually did enjoy and kept me going was this sense of desperation in a lot of his vocal presentation when he's rapping. Mm. Like I was really mm-hmm. feeling that yeah. on the first track of Big Michael and Audacity. Uh, I was feeling it on the last track of Vossy Bop and Lessons and Pop Boy. There's this massive sense of urgency of um emotional outpour that i found i i guess i'm not used to hearing in a rap context and i Mm -hmm. I really appreciated that honesty that raw realness like there was a few times when he's rapping that i'm almost wondering if the dude is going to break down like he's almost on the edge with his intensity yeah yeah it's yep he's quite expressive um and like uh i would say vulnerable in his vocal tendencies as well for a rapper and i really did like not that i'm deep into the scene or anything like i'm pretty broad stroke Mm -hmm. but like just to add to your point there like he's about to lose his mind like he's yeah he's he's off his rocker in a couple of instances and you and you're almost there with him you're kind of like oh is he gonna break and (laughs) i loved that because it keeps you guessing and like it's a little bit it's a little bit edgy and which is the reason i like it like depending on what you use music for Mm -hmm. like when people say oh what kind of music do you like well it depends like am i using it for studying am i using it for motivation at the gym am i using it for you know like inspiration like what is it for this is like good walking and driving music for me. Cause like, it has to be like in motion, you yes. know, like it's constantly like there's a, there's a movement to it that brings you forward. That brings a little bit out of you. Yeah, and I love that. There's him, a massive but, um, drive to this one for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I did like some of the different concepts that this album presents. The one that I, I enjoyed the most was the reflection of being on top whatever that means and i mean that's Mm -hmm. presented pretty much right from the beginning track of big michael with uh being Mm -hmm. criticized and having um almost like 
this demanding of more from those from the top of whatever it is that we're looking mm-hmm. for. Um, and it's almost like a rebuttal from somebody on the top saying, well, where's your credentials? Where's your almost receipts for casting off this, mm-hmm. this criticization? So they went mainstream, suck your mum. Not top two, top one. Top one, top one. I must have thought I was dumb. What the fuck have you lot done? All my days, all my days, all my days. Shellings. I made juice like gave me lemons. You little fuckboys do my head in. In one sense, I, I enjoy that. But on the other sense, it, it does feel, and I'm trying to, I was trying to think of the politest way to put it, but it does feel <laughs> a little petty at times like my my boy is my boy my boy is like uh, essentially throughout the album and this was one thing that really draws me out of a rap album i don't know if it's tongue-in-cheek and i don't know if it's completely sincere but it does feel sincere when he's saying that he's this great amazing person like the illusions of being (laughs) yeah like in handsome (laughs) <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure in handsome. And oh yeah. Handsome. Yeah, there was one in <laughs> one in handsome. Uh like it just goes on like the goal is to touch your soul. I actually enjoyed that lyric. But I'm the real G, mm-hmm. I'm the goat. I'm this over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> first things first I'm a real G. Has a tweet on Twitter going to kill me. If I ain't the goat, then I will be. True. Then all this to the seven figure deal me. All do you feel me? Facts, what I'm still on. And I still got rats from my road on. And we used to bang your shit. Now your album, this just something that we bought on. And I look around and there ain't no love now. Scream, fuck them all. I'm on crud now. Wanna call me bro like we're blood now. With the cap holy, it's all mud now. And it comes, it comes up again in Pop Boy uh, for being like, you know, the goat. And i just wonder what the obsession is within this climate Uh of of being you know the original gangster of being the greatest of all time this being bigger than life and then which is so strange when you have big michael being the first track of like it's hard being up at the top and I don't want to be here, but I'm like, boy, you're, you're going through most of this album saying how amazing you are. So I I don't know. Yeah, I know. And (laughs) no, no, this is good. Like, I love the, like, I was hoping to to not bring you something that you disliked, but that was something that I thought we could have a big conversation. Oh yes. I can talk a lot about this. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Like, so for example, when you say like, yeah yeah like uh when when you're saying like i know i'm not the audience for this like i know for sure like when stormzy's rapping he's not rapping to me like no, it's almost like no. he's talking to some like to an oppressor like yes. i know that the black experience like is something that i could never really fully enter into as much as i can try yeah to put myself in his position like like i know that pretty much the closest thing i've ever been to his experience is like teaching uh you know like a children of color in like a high school like this is as yeah. close as I'm gonna get and like my street credit is is zero yeah like I could tell you stories about how like the kids almost broke me because they just mm-hmm. saw that I had no no grit at all yeah. um, at the time so I think like it appeals to me because it, it brings me into a world that I don't recognize and it, and it teaches me something um and this whole like I'm I'm better than you in the original G and like this guy fairly like is a G like let's be real like just take a look <laughs> at him you know he's a bit of an aggressor 
Yeah. Like he's a badass. But also like I think he earned it by by being a little bit of a cock, if you know what I mean. Like yeah, he's just yeah, yeah. He's just he has to earn it. Like, and I think that's I, I don't know. I'm afraid speaking at a turn as a white woman, but like I feel like that's part of the black experience is to like is to aggressively or like show that you, that you need to earn something. You know, right, this right. idea of like buying yourself to the top, like not mm. it was given to me, but I had to work for yeah. it, and I like had to push people aside to get there. And like yeah. I did look up. I don't haven't done a lot of research on this, but like it feels like um some, someone mentioned in a comment like this um this artist um themed this album around like the the breaking point like when he's on the brink of greatness you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think that really fits like it, it's challenging at sometimes like some things are too strong for me in this album like yep. the first you know uh, leading into the, the first song I was like, I mean, like here we go it says the rest of but I love music that challenges me too. Like I yeah. enjoyed at first I was like, can I handle this? And I was like, for sure I can't, but that's why I like bring me along with you. Like I, yeah. I'm down. I'm down with it. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that for sure under the, the track of Crown. And I I realized that he has a beautiful singing voice. Like he he could yes, if he wanted yeah. to really make a career just out of his singing alone. Um mm-hmm. and this was one of the tracks that really challenged me. Um, and I really loved the sentiment that he said, um, it's it's not about anti-white, it's about pro-black when he's talking about the whole um, kind of like race mm-hmm. issue on that. And I feel, yeah. I feel like that's really the sentiment that I want more people to really walk home with. Like it's not a some zero issue that we're go- dealing with. And I really mm-hmm. like how he's talking about this in the concept of those being at the top, those that are wearing the crown and how he mm-hmm. keeps saying about the burden of being on top. And I wonder if he's talking about the burdens and the responsibilities from those who are on top being the upper class, being more predominantly white, mm-hmm. that they're not fulfilling the responsibilities that they should be by either dispensing their powers more equally among other individuals or if it's kind of his power structure within his own livelihood and him talking about the responsibilities that he has as a black man again i was i was challenged and i need Mm -hmm. more lessons to really get into some of the the messaging that was on there it was just some of the the things that were coming into my mind as i was listening to this track I have my reasons Life has its lessons Try to be grateful and Count all my blessings But heavy is the head That wears the crown mm-hmm. It's such a good point Like when you're speaking And you're, and you're analyzing this, this meaning Like it's funny A lot of what you're saying Totally went over my head Like I, mm. sometimes I don't even Fully grasp what he's saying Until the third or fourth listen So yeah that's part of it for me as well. Um, at the same time, like it hits you so hard the first time and it stuck with me to a few of the lyrics and I can't really, I can't really like even, even remember what they are, but the way he says it, mm-hmm. like he has such a guttural voice, like even just the quality of his voice is very like, almost like he's like a tunnel. Like he's so, 
echoey in his mouth as well. Like it's just a very deep, dark uh, voice. And the quality is so profound. Like I almost am there to just listen to him shouting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Telling us how it is. (laughs) It reminds me of something that I- Versus what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of something that, um, (laughs) I can't remember who said it, but it was something along the lines of, and I know I'm paraphrasing here. um, It's people won't necessarily remember the words, but they'll remember what you made them feel. And that goes very, like, I felt that really well on this. Like, I don't necessarily remember all of his words, even though I wrote down quite a number of them, but I remember Mm -hmm. what it made Mm -hmm. me feel. And half the time it was like trying to drink from a fire hose, but it was (laughs) really interesting. Like some of the ones on (laughs) Rachel's little brother, um, where he's mm-hmm. saying that he's like Van Damme and Aslan. Uh, it just made my nerdy mm-hmm. side of things. And I'm like, oh, I know what those are. Yeah. Like I, there's here, here's a through line between uh, Stormy and myself. Um, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. he also has a little to say- A hat to Michael. Right? Uh, just a little bit. Um, even though he, <laughs> I think in that track, he goes on to say that he's the island's greatest poet. And I'm like, if this is the UK, you guys had Shakespeare. And I don't know- I don't know. <laughs> Let's just say the jury's still out yeah, on that. Right. You know, <laughs> Stormzy, we disagree. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll grab a beer. <laughs> yeah, there's still the, the jury's still reconvening. We'll, we'll 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 compare notes a little bit later on. <laughs> yeah, and that that was another thing that like I'm really interested in, kind of like almost talking to him about is the metaphors of who he is uh because we already know about Mm. you know he's the real g he's the goat but he's also saying things like you know i'm von van damme i'm aslan uh and even in the last track of vazi bop where he's saying i'm chuck norris Mm -hmm. i'm james bond um and yet he also says that he's got nothing (laughs) to prove and i'm like well you spent a lot of this album going out of your way to try to prove uh, something <laughs> so right <laughs> so, i love the analysis like there's like a white guy on the, on the sidelines being like actually and he's just like wrapping his heart out right i'm like, trying but, but hold on like, <laughs> i'm trying not to do that <laughs> but like my over analytical brain but is, like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't blame you for it. like this is the kind of stuff that i thrive on as well like these sorts of conversations about like now let's pause this really passionate moment and like have a conversation. So. Right. Like I, I, again, I understand it's, it's an outpour of emotion. It's an outpour of like raw essence. And I'm trying to put analytical reasoning behind it. And it's like, I'm getting a whole bunch of like 404 error messages. <laughs> yeah. Like rewind and start. It still doesn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's I think it's so it's so good though because like when you when you're saying it in like almost I'm gonna say plain English but what I mean is not rapping and not black like when you're saying it I'm like I missed that I missed when you talked about being like Chuck Norris and James Bond I just like was in another like it took me to another level of consciousness Mm -hmm. because I'm just like I'm usually walking like I say or driving or in motion or you know I'm at the gym or like you know doing a workout here and I feel like it just it gets my blood like ready and I'm not even listening to the lyrics even though when I sometimes look them up because I was curious about what he said yep. I'm like ooh, like I'm glad you weren't talking 
to me <laughs> um, or about me or or like about anybody I know because it's so intense and, and awesome but like I told you like it, it totally the, the reason for listening to it is to like get to that place and, yeah. and not and specifically not to analyze so it's like a, a real treat to, yeah uh, to see what you think yeah it was uh, like I keep coming back to it but it's it, it is a challenge uh for me to really just let it all pour in in a very emotional state and not mm-hmm. bring forth some kind of analytics or some kind of analysis. And it was interesting because there's one track of like the one track that really stood out to me outside of just like the olive branch of the little uh, Richard, uh, Rachel's little brother, which is probably my favorite track right. because it's a little bit more musical. Mm-hmm. It has a little bit more of an ebb and flow right. to it. And there was a part near the middle of the track where it completely changes. I'm Mr. GQ and I'm gracing on the cover. Plus I'm multi-talented, it's like I'm Donald Glover. Like what the fuck you talking about? I'm Rachel's little brother, straight up, word. And that mm-hmm. shock made me more in tune with the track that I really appreciated. Mm. Yeah. Right. That is profound actually um, on so many levels. And I can't really articulate why from my end, but I think that shift like um, really makes you respond. Like whether, cause that, that was the track that I had a hard time staying with, but it was such a beautiful melody that I, that and crown, I think. Um, yeah. But like it, it really does bring you to a different place. Like whether you were here nor there, like it, it allows you to, to float a little bit better to break yeah. that, to break all of the anger up. <laughs> a bit of softness. Yeah. There. Yeah. And the one track that really does that for me is don't forget to breathe. I, I love mm-hmm. how after, yeah. Great, great song. yeah, after what is it? Uh, Handsome and do better, which were so intense and so brutal. I loved how don't forget to breathe is really just this, mantra of just breathe just be with us just take a moment and be with us and it flows right Mm -hmm. into the next track of one second which and I actually wrote down the lyric because I really really loved it which was how can I be complaining when I'm so blessed and Mm -hmm. I I really love that kind of sentiment of self-analysis and self-reflection I'm pretty sure this guy has every reason to rage to complain and to uh just rebel you know and challenge the status quo and yet even here he's taking a little bit of a humble moment just to kind of reflect and say you know i'm still very blessed considering that i'm able to have this platform so Mm -hmm. Maybe, Um, maybe I need to reflect a little bit. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good thing to walk away with and meditate on. Like, um, because I, I remember listening to you and Stephanie talk about like the the album, we'll talk about your choice in a second, because I'm anxious to talk about this as well. Yeah. But the, like that pause you just talked about, (laughs) of giving yourself a bit of a breath and changing beats a little bit reminds me that like progressive rock kind of has that, like one song flows into the other. And whereas Stephanie's like, don't really like, I like when a song ends and that's it. Um, <laughs> like, what's the next track? 
Yeah. And I love how this album is a bit of a nod to that belief that it should be flowing into the other a little bit, mm-hmm. even though each song was kind of different and distinct. It's still like to a new, to a person who like maybe hasn't listened to a lot of rap gives you a bit of a, a breath. Like he almost has mercy on us and is like, yeah, I know that you can't handle this. So <laughs> we're just going to take a bit of a breath. We're going to walk through. And it was like a right at the point where you're about to break. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. It's like, okay, we need a little bit of a breather. Let's just give us a moment. We'll collect our <laughs> thoughts and then we'll go into like pop boy and own it and all those other tracks. <laughs> Yeah. And then I'll kill you again. But. And then I'll kill you again, yeah. Um, before we do move away, um, there was a track called Own It on this uh, that, and I know this is a very a very popular thing with rappers of having features and having other people come on in and collaborations. Ed Sheeran, that, that was a choice. <laughs> I know, right? That was a choice. <laughs> I'm so- so curious because I mean like I love Ed Sheeran as, as much as the next person but like he's a white guy yeah <laughs> so and like and it's just I mean I think I, I don't know how this actually happened so it's interesting you bring it out but I mean Ed Sheeran's very popular in the UK I don't know yeah. where Stormzy ranks comparatively but I wonder like who was doing who a favor there <laughs> right <laughs> like, yeah Ed Sheeran like you know, like Ed Sheeran, um, and what I love about him is that he will dive into the artists that he's collaborating with and totally say yes and to like mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. you know, like he's he's there matching Stormzy in a lot of ways, still holding his own. But then you've got like, what are the other collabs that he did recently or like in the last two to oh, five years? Like, like Ed Sheeran, he was there with like Taylor Swift. He was there with, uh, I think he did something for Maroon 5. Um yeah, he's just like, been all, all over the place like all distinct mm-hmm. yeah and I feel like he just does that really well like he he's such a generous artist in the way that he will just like enter into that person like that other artist's world and and just like you know say let's go mm-hmm. um, and I really think that he had to handle a real bull with Stormzy <laughs> I think he yeah. did a great job um, interesting that he's featured on Stormzy's album so yeah solid. yeah uh, even though I put Ed Sheeran shouldn't rap doesn't necessarily mean that he can't so yeah yeah yeah. that's a good point yeah um and yeah like that that's the overall kind of specifics that i had with the album uh overall i i was challenged i probably won't be returning to this album because even with the few tracks (laughs) that i i connected with it wasn't quite enough for me to be like "Ooh, i want to revisit that and dive a little bit deeper so i'm still i'm still on the lookout uh, yeah. for for that rap album that really connects with me and gets me into it this one wasn't quite it mm-hmm. but i i enjoyed the fact that it challenged <laughs> me and it forced me to listen to music in a different mindset yeah i can appreciate your openness to challenging things i for sure was curious what you would bring to me <laughs> like does he know that i like that I, that I don't even really listen to that much music like I I was curious to see what you brought for me and uh yeah so I mean now diving right in to mm-hmm. to Camel like yes I had never been exposed to them before I'm pretty naive pretty naive when it comes to like kind of anything before like in the 80s <laughs> so this is Got like it. what in the 70s yeah 76 like yeah so it was a yeah super fun um but like I loved and I, I can't even really, like I said, go into the specifics because I would need to get another listen. 
-hmm. but I do love the, the, like the way that it flows, the gentleness of it. Like by comparison to Stormzy was very aggressive. Mm -hmm. It just, um, it was quite uh, magical. I do love that I got to experience something completely out of my wheelhouse because, because like what a great, like, I, I don't know if I would sit and listen to it. Like I found myself having to, to kind of be around the room a little bit, yeah. but it was very inspiring. Like I, I could, I could think of my own words. I can think of my own uh, like environments, you know, like yeah. this makes me feel like I'm here. This makes me feel like I'm, you know, like in water or something like that. Um, I loved that they were distinct each in their songs, but they, mm-hmm. they lent themselves to a different environment. Like I could kind of go to a different place every song. Like I knew when the songs were changing, even though I kind of left it on in the background as I was just kind of moseying about and yeah. Yeah, just like a great sound, just like a great sound quality. Yeah, and I love I love your description of gentle because a lot of progressive rock mm-hmm. at that time was getting extremely forceful, aggressive, in your face. Um, like even mm-hmm. bands such as um, like Yes and Genesis, which generally are a more melodic and gentle outfit we're starting to get a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more in your face, a little bit more um, hard in their sound. And a lot of the progressive rock bands that were coming out of the woodwork at this time, they had much more of like an aggressive overtone. And it was, a lot of it was kind of like a retaliation of the musical landscape at this time. Um, Like I was talking about how punk was coming in around this as well, which is, in its nature, a very aggressive music style. So I love that Camel is almost a counter to that movement of this very pleasant, very gentle style of music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, like unassuming, nothing. Like there were some vocals in the background, what I can't remember, is it the song within a song? Yes. I can't remember which, which like lovely it really turned my attention there because like as writers I think and based on your analysis of Stormzy's work it's very mm-hmm. like give me the words so I can so I can look <laughs> at them and like take them yeah. apart and like extrapolate them and like moha my precious like all that stuff. But, <laughs> yeah but, yeah but but to have, <laughs> yes yes I see but also like to not have any words mm-hmm. was, was such a nice break like I spend all day with words like I talk in words, like yeah. I just, I'm, I read words in any spare time I get, like I'm teaching my child to say words. It's just like enough. Sometimes you just need to like not yeah. have any words. Yeah. You know? And I, I love um, how so when, nice. yeah. And I love how, when there is lyrics on this, it's very subdued. Like it's never the focal point where I feel like with a lot of musical stylings, the lyrics and the words are always the main focus here it's more of just an afterthought. They're very dreamy. Uh, and in fact, like mm-hmm. half the songs are just purely instrumental. Yes. Um, so refreshing. And I love, I love the magical vibe of it all. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like I, I almost like I'm lost for words kind of because okay. it could just be that accompaniment to my own thoughts. You know, like I don't have much to say on it because I, I loved how it just accompanied like my, my, my nothingness. Like if that mm-hmm. makes sense, I wasn't, doing anything yeah um you know like no one else was around when I was listening to it but I could Mm -hmm. just be for a few minutes and not have someone talking (laughs) or 
yep. even rapping, like rap is primarily word based and like, you know, and, and rhythmic and everything. But mm-hmm. this was just very like, you know, like uh, just a lovely, I don't know if I would be like what you said, be drawn to it and be like, oh, I really have a craving for listening yeah. to this. But like if I needed an instrumental, like calm musical, like accompaniment to, to like, I don't know, just like do something around the house or something like I, I, I would be opposed to revisiting this album and just mm. like, diving deep. Um, yeah. I mean, then again, like I told you, my musical choices are kind of like, they're kind of near neither here nor there. I cannot really categorize myself in any particular way. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. loyal or disloyal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know two tracks on this album um, are ones that I always love to talk about. And the first one you actually touched upon, which was a song within a song. And one mm-hmm. of the reasons why I love this track is that the title itself is the description of what the music is. The beginning and ending of this track are very happy. They're very joyful. It's almost a celebration, but the actual lyrical content when we get to it is very sad it's very somber and very melancholical so I love that mm-hmm. it really is a song within a song in that presentation where mm-hmm. even within this you know it's doing two things at least in my mind where on the one hand it's showing that within a, a focal point of great sorrow around you there could be great joy and as somebody that does struggle a little bit with uh, mental health issues, it reminds me that even in a very major depressive episode where for me, everything seems bleak, everything seems hopeless, there's no way out. There's a joyful dance going on around me, even if I can't see it. So I love that kind of concept. That's so profound. Yeah, and I love that within the music styles here of even in this very dark, sad and somber moment of music on either ends, there's a celebration. There's a great joy that's happening. joy and sorrow mm-hmm. um, and it's like imagery that's played with a lot and like you cannot have one without the other yeah and um like ultimately the difference not to get too deep here but it just like signaled me um it just reminded me that like there's a difference between like agony and suffering mm-hmm. versus sorrow because sorrow there's like a renewal quality about it and yeah. it's like redeemable as, as opposed to pain and agony and suffering which is like just straight darkness yeah um with no hope basically Mm-hmm. But sorrow, being able to kind of be a bridge to joy if we like allow the ebb and flow to happen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it's such a it's such a profound way that you bring it up too, because like in this COVID time, I am certain that if we didn't already have pre-existing mental health issues, oh, yeah. there are some developing in perfectly yeah. healthy people. Yeah. So you are not alone. Yeah. Like it is and yeah, like 100 percent it's such a bomb for the soul to be able to listen to some music that like signals to that inner inner battle inner tension between all of us yeah 
Yeah. And the other, the other flip side to that, unfortunately, is even within great joy, there's going to be moments of sorrow. There's going to be something about it that isn't quite yeah. right. It's, it's kind of of that moniker that nothing's perfect. So even within this mm-hmm. time of great joy, there's still things that either need to be worked on or that can be improved because there's still suffering going on. So I mm-hmm. like the fact that it does have these yep. kind of a, a little bit of a flip of, you know, it's the same coin, just two different sides of it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's definitely something to reflect upon and I'm going to think like meditate more about that when, when we leave this conversation, yeah. because it's, it's a good thing to remember, especially as we head into the holidays, like, mm-hmm. you know, people think, Oh, it's the perfect, it's the perfect season. And like, it's wonderful. And you're like, yes, but some people have, don't have a safe space to go to, you know, yeah. like, or they, or they don't have enough funds to float this time of year. Or yeah. They feel an exactly. immense pressure to, you know, in normal circumstances, come home and see their families and things of things have changed for them or they've grown and nobody understands them. Like there's always going to be something that in the joy, there's like, you know, uh, a difficulty, you know? Yeah. And the, the whole, like, I mean, this is particularly spiritual and or Christian, but like the whole, you will never, you will never reach heaven until you're in heaven. Basically, you're always going to be kind of balancing (laughs) when you're in this life of like Mm -hmm. holding the tension between the two. And that's why we ache so much. You know, that's why we want, that's why we ache for perfection, you know, ache for unconditional love, all that stuff. So that's, that's a really interesting rich combo. Yeah. I was going to say, that's a really interesting way to interpret that for sure. Like I didn't even think about it being presented in this time of the year, but it's the perfect time to think about that kind of stuff. Right. Where it's, yeah, for a lot of people, they, and this was always something that I was just like, how can you not love Christmas? It's the greatest time. You know, I'm wearing my Christmas sweater. It's great. (laughs) But even I know, like there, there are times when I was dreading, you know, seeing family members that I'm like, I don't have the energy to deal with. I remember there was times when I was struggling and I felt such responsibility and pressure to continue giving what I was giving in past years that financially I just couldn't do so yeah Mm -hmm. it just reminded me of like oh yeah yeah, even even the happiest time of the year isn't necessarily you know yeah Yeah, there's never going to be perfection and like kind of mentally budgeting for it Mm -hmm. helps sometimes but there's always like we can only do so much before like we're kind of hit with that that difficulty of like something not being what we expect or yeah. what we want it to be or what we need it to be for ourselves yeah. so uh, like yeah. ex- especially <laughs> especially this year where I find myself having another retail job at the Christmas season I'm just oh boy you got you got to budget yeah. that emotional energy because if you don't you would just <laughs> you just die <laughs> snap snap <laughs> you're just straight up die <laughs> i can't oh come in today i've died <laughs> stormsy yeah <laughs> sick note from my dog yeah, yeah. um so funny <laughs> oh, boy. yeah gosh yeah. i so hear you yeah the the only the last track that i want to talk about just a little bit is uh one of my favorite instrumental and bass tracks which is from another night um if we were to listen to this mm. on the record which is how i usually listen to this uh it's the song that starts off the second side of the record but the thing that i love about this track is just the bass line and the bass riff 
And this is the track that if I were to play a more popular musical instrument outside of the ukulele, I would go to the bass just for this track. Yeah. That's awesome. And I didn't know you played the uke. I don't know how I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It was something that I picked up after our writer's group uh, for my story times uh, within the library. Like when I was doing story time for a lot of mm. the kids, I would love, they say, oh yeah, introduce some musical elements to it outside of just singing. And I thought, well, I can play the ukulele. Oh. So I ordered a ukulele and taught myself how to play it. So that's incredible i would love that and that's what i miss about like having having a young son uh you know like i live i thrived on bringing him to the community center and having stimulus other than myself yeah. <laughs> at home yeah. for him to to be like enriched by <laughs> so i would have loved to have something like that for him uh, during all of lockdown but that sounds lovely yeah but yeah i just yeah. i love that baseline in another night i think it really leads the song forward and it's just infectious like i can't help but feel happy when i'm listening to this bop and bass line yeah 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 it was it was fun and and like i uh i commend like your musical ear too because like i say i'm kind of like i'm kind of baseline when it comes to anal analysis for for music in particular but i this has been its own artist experience to to talk to talk with you about about your favorite music and like if you were to rank camel like in your repertoire progressive rock like are they up there or are they kind of in the middle or are they do you, are you are you interested in them less these days like where is it on your your radar now yeah they unfortunately they're an overlooked gem is kind of where i put them i would say mm -hmm. that they deserve just as much recognition as some of the bigger acts like Emerson, Lake and Palmer and King Crimson and Genesis. Yes. And Pink Floyd and all of them. And I feel like they get overlooked by two reasons. One, they came onto the scene a little bit later. They didn't have the established fan base of the sixties to bring them through to a new decade. And two, they're much more uh, of an emotional reflective band rather than a reactive band they are much more as you mentioned mm. gentle and that's not necessarily a popular expression i find those who like camel right. like their melodies and are much more of a musician first and less of a analytical musician and much more of almost like a minstrel of here are my feelings and i'm going to mm. put them out in a musical form yeah yeah that's right that's a good yeah. distinction yeah so maybe they're not top tier but they definitely are near the top mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that's that's solid hidden gem or like overlooked gem I think yeah it's a it's good, like compartment on its own yeah it's a, it's a shame but for those within the progressive rock sphere they at least know of camel if they haven't done a little bit of a deep dive and yeah, I just wish more people knew about them because of how much joy it brings me. Yeah. I, 
and that's like what music is for at the end of the day you know what I mean like whether you're doing this or that like I mentioned before like if there's like an irrevocable like sense of joy um it's like a deeper thing than just being like happy or sad Mm -hmm. you know joy is like is like more more long-standing permanent Mm -hmm. feeling um lives in the soul <laughs> more so than like the emotions so. it's true yeah it's something that can't be taken away like happiness can be taken away but i don't think you can take away joy that's such a good point and i agree yeah well this was a fantastic conversation thank you so much for coming on uh i'm so glad that that i could this is the best um it's such a treat chatting with you always i kind of miss it <laughs> yeah same uh is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with anything you want to uh leave off on mm. well i hope you enjoyed our conversation about two very different artists yes. two very different sounds, <laughs> very <but>. different sounds <laughs> yep well, if you're if you're at the end of this conversation and you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, it's been a it's been a real treat, and like I hope uh, I hope um, you've all enjoyed it, and that you all enjoy a great Christmas season um, and and all of the holidays that are within the season as well. Um, it's been a joy. Thank you. Yes, and thank you for coming on board. And everybody, I want you to just keep enjoying and sharing music. So great.